2: Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock. Uh, happy Monday uh, to you and yours. Uh, the Oscars uh, gave us a great show uh, today and I'm not going to blow this opportunity to set a massive fire. Uh, I'll be joined by uh, Dave Shannon, Shamika Michelle, Royce White, Steve Kim, Jimmy they're all gonna give us their takes on uh, what we saw last night at the Oscars uh, from Will Smith and from uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and from Chris Rock uh, we're gonna cover this from every angle uh, but I'm going to start a massive fire uh, that will entertain you uh, cause you to think hopefully challenge uh, some of your thinking I, I think what happened last night was significant. I know there's a lot of people, oh, it was faked, it was staged, the Oscars did it for ratings. No, this was not fake or staged. Uh, this is inevitable based on you know what Hollywood has become and what actors uh, in Hollywood are required to do. This was all inevitable, uh, but Let me get straight uh, to this fire starter and and then we'll invite in our contributors. uh, Starting first with Dave Shannon, the Idaho potato. Uh, But let me get us uh, started here. God and Hollywood cannot coexist. That's what Denzel Washington should have told Will Smith at last night's Oscars. Instead, in the aftermath of Smith assaulting comedian Chris Rock on stage, Washington warned, quote, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you, end quote. The devil already has Will Smith. Like Denzel Washington, Smith is trapped inside the belly of the Hollywood beast. Modern Hollywood is Satan's content farm. Smith's violent response to a relatively harmless joke was simply more social media friendly content little more than midway through Hollywood's annual celebration of sexual immorality and racial idolatry, Smith took offense to Rock suggesting Jada Pinkett Smith could easily play the role of G.I. Jane, a fictional bald Navy seal. Smith walked on stage, slapped Rock, walked back to his front row seat, and verbally berated Rock. Keep my wife's name out of Evan' mouth. Watch the clip.
3: Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait
1: to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. OK. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow.
0: Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. My your wow, yes.
3: Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep
0: my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a uh, greatest night in the
4: history of television. Okay. <laughs>
5: okay.
2: All right, so I wanna, before I go further, because Will Smith wasn't done yet, he won an award and had to give a speech, but I I wanna rewind and go back to the very beginning of last night's Oscars. I think uh, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes, the three female hosts of the Oscars last night, uh, I wanna go back to their setup for the entire night of Oscars and and why I say that Uh, Denzel, uh, Will Smith, they're all trapped in Satan's Hollywood content farm. And so I I want you all to understand how last night's Oscars were framed. And and I get, I'm a fan of Denzel Washington. I, I think Denzel Washington is a man of good character and he's trying to do the best that he can. I think he represents a lot of Christian values. But I wanna show you what Hollywood requires of any of its wannabe stars or even mega stars like Will Smith and Denzel Washington. Denzel is on the record expressing a lot of Christian values in this moment of chaos, Express some Christian values uh, to Will Smith. But let's go back to the very beginning of the Oscars night and, and part of the framing that uh, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall, how they set up the Oscars. Play that clip.
6: Well, we're gonna have a great night uh, tonight, and for you people in Florida, we're gonna have a gay night. Gay night!
2: I don't don't know if we need to rewind that, but the first person they showed clapping and laughing and celebrating is Denzel Washington. And not trying to beat up on Denzel Washington. I'm not trying to beat up on, on gay people. But again, Hollywood has an agenda as it relates to sexual morality. And the promotion of no sexual morality is the agenda, of Hollywood and so just think of that when we continue this conversation about J.D. Pinkett Smith and Will Smith and some of the things we know and they have talked about publicly again Hollywood and the promotion of no sexual morality no sexual principles just do as thou wilt and why Will Smith is overreacting to a harmless G.I. Jane joke because his marriage has been turned into a joke by his wife, Uh, but now that I've set up the framing and and just want you all to understand the endeavor and the industry and the field that Will Smith and Denzel Washington, in, let me continue. Uh, 30 minutes after slapping Chris Rock, Smith was back on stage accepting the best actor award for his portrayal of Richard Williams, the father of tennis legends Venus and Serena Williams in the movie King Richard. Smith apologized for his earlier behavior and suggested his assault on rock was inspired by Richard Williams and God. Listen to this. Richard
0: Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. making this film i got to protect ingenue ellis who was one of the most the strongest most delicate people i've ever met i got to protect sanaya and demi the two actresses that played venus and serena I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. Now I know to do what we do, you gotta be able to take Abuse, you gotta be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you gotta be able to have people disrespecting you. And you gotta smile and you gotta pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, Be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. I wanna apologize to the academy, I wanna apologize to all my fellow nominees. Um, This is a beautiful moment and I'm not I'm not, I'm not crying for winning a, an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me, it's about being able to shine light. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Um, but love will make you do crazy things.
2: Um, So Will Smith just last night basically said God is calling on him to protect and to do all these things. And so he's injected God into this and suggesting he has a biblical worldview and that right now he's trying to be a representative, answer to God, do what God is calling him to do. And so he he he's injected what appear to be Christian values into what he has done here. He does not apologize to Chris Rock. He apologized to the Academy and the other nominees. Uh, and
6: he
2: he a harmless joke and turning violent towards someone. I don't think that's God's calling. That that's. Again, Denzel explained to him like, nah, I think that's the devil that got a hold of you, uh, Chris. I mean, uh, <laughs> Will. It, it, it's But he injected that and he thinks he's protecting his family. But what he doesn't understand is you can't defend your family and excel in modern Hollywood. You can't embrace biblical values and excel in Hollywood. Will Smith is learning this publicly and painfully. In Hollywood, your family is nothing more than fodder for the content machine. That's why Jada Pinkett Smith talked openly about her sexual infidelity on her Red Table podcast. That's why Will Smith has publicly admitted that his wife talked him into an open marriage. Smith foolishly she believes his biblical worldview can withstand the requirements of Hollywood. It can't. Hollywood demands that its actors pursue fame by any means necessary. The actors submit to the casting couches owned by sexual predators. They subject themselves to social media ridicule and abuse and adopt the values approved by Twitter. They surrender their free will, independent thought and sexual morality and identity to the pursuit of popularity. Their politicians forced to strip naked for cameras, magazine shoots, and award shows. It's a godless existence. The pursuit of fame is the antithesis of the pursuit of God. Fame requires you to give in to narcissism and promote idolatry. Idolatry is at the root of all sin. The Smiths are American idols in pursuit of fame. Will Smith is no different from Kanye West. They wanna serve two masters, God and Hollywood. The Bible says it this way in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both, God and money. Will Smith and Kanye West hate themselves for the deals they've struck with fame, women, and their wives. 13 years ago, Kanye West ran on stage at the VMA Awards, snatched a microphone from singer Taylor Swift, and basically stated that the awards Sw- uh, Swift won disrespected Beyonce Knowles. Here's the clip as a reminder.
4: Yo, Taylor, I- I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyoncé had one of the best videos of all time.
2: One of the best videos of all time. Let me tell you what that Taylor Swift Kanye was, put it in complete context. For those of you with any kind of biblical understanding, David coveted Bathsheba, who was married. Kanye, in, in 2009 when that happened, he was not married to Kim Kardashian. He coveted Jay-Z's wife, Beyonce. And how the foolishness, ran up on the stage and made a fool of himself in order to try to say to Beyonce, hey, look, Beyonce, hey, look at me, I know you with Jay-Z, but I want you. That's what that was. Narcissism, run amok. Idolatry, run amok. Coveting another man's wife, run amok. A woman baiting Kanye, and I I can't put the blame on Kanye. I I don't know what Beyonce, I mean, I can't put the blame on Beyonce. I don't know if she baited the guy into doing it or what. But that's an idiot. Out of control, uh, inspired by a woman. Will Smith said it last night, love will make you do crazy things. No, stupidity makes you do crazy things. Love channeled properly will make you do proper things. Kanye West cracked before Will Smith, but it was only a matter of time before the PG rapper joined his X-rated peer. When you live a life in objection to your values, you lose control of your emotions and your discipline. Black men have lost control. We've been completely emasculated in our homes, in the workforce, in popular culture, and across all social media platforms. The underlying message to every commercial promoting the strength of black women is that black men are weak, unreliable, and worthless. The black woman is not strong. She's out of control and outside her role. She's a poor substitute for a man. Jada Pinkett emasculated her husband when she aired her infidelity and convinced him that he would be happy in an open marriage. Here's just a taste from her Red Table podcast discussion with her husband, emasculating him.
0: I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were gonna take our space and what happened.
6: Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said.
0: An entanglement.
6: Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. A relationship.
6: Yes, it was yes. a relationship. Absolutely. I was in a lot of pain, and I was very broken.
2: That's her show. That, that was something they decided to do, or she talked them to doing. She gonna get on her podcast and talk about her entanglement and her little uh, sexual rendezvous with with some no name child rapper. Totally stripped this man of all his dignity. Th- this is, you talk about beta males and weak. That's Will Smith. He, he's getting run around and driven by his wife because this entire culture tells black men, worship that woman. Do not in any way impede her leadership in your relationship. Last night, Will Smith initially laughed at the harmless GI Jane joke. It wasn't until Pinkett took offense that Smith turned violent. I'm not arguing that Smith is a victim. I'm arguing that Smith is weak and easily manipulated by his out of control wife. Smith has bought the garbage feminist belief that men need to get in touch with their emotions and express them publicly. The truth is men and women need three lives a personal life, a private life, and a public life. Social media has melded all three lives into one. The entertainment industry, all of it, including the sports world, dictates that its participants obey the social media gods. This negative phenomenon is most acute among black people. All studies indicate that we, black people, overindulge in social media. Black Twitter is technology's version of the crack cocaine epidemic. Social media is accelerating the mental breakdown of black men. We are on the front lines of the culture war being waged against all men on all these platforms. Any expression of traditional Christian values by black men is met with accusations of race betrayal, sexism, or some sort of sexual phobia. As a tool to seize and maintain power, black women have mostly remained silent about the evisceration of a heterosexual Christian black man. Black women have instead raised their voices in support of George Floyd, Dante Wright, Ahmaud Arbery, and other career criminals they would never date, marry, or allow inside their homes. Black women have aligned with social media apps in making black men killed by white people their favorite form of black men. Black women have aligned with secularism, the godless, love dead black men above all else. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are secular platforms. The fastest route to popularity on these platforms is the expression of secular values, particularly as they relate to sexuality. Instagram is the new Playboy magazine, Twitter is Out magazine, Facebook is Cosmopolitan magazine. A biblical worldview cannot coexist with pornography, IG, the LGBTQIA plus agenda, Twitter, and a feminine guide to globalism, Facebook. Will Smith is cracking up trying to stuff the values of a square into the round holes of Hollywood. He made a buffoon of himself defending the honor of a woman who refuses to honor him with fidelity and privacy. Chris Rock did not turn Will Smith's marriage and wife into punchlines. Jada did that when in pursuit of additional fame and idolatry, she made their private lives public. Will Smith is coming to grips with the fact you can't obey Hollywood's commandments and God's. It's a lesson all of America is beginning to learn. (sighs) That's my fire. I'm gonna invite uh, Dave Shannon in to uh, fan the flames of this fire. I-, I-, I gotta say, embarrassed about what Will Smith did. I- embarrassed, I'm sorry, personally embarrassed. Because between him and Kanye West, between uh, Juicy Smollett and the performance he put on inside the courtroom. I'm not suicidal, I'm not suicidal. To Juwan Howard, slapping that Wisconsin assistant coach. I'm looking at all these fame whore black men crack up. They can't handle the pressure. And I go, how you gonna bring Juwan Howard into this? He's a basketball coach. Cause it's all from the same fruit. This social media thing has black men wrapped around its finger. We've become race idolaters. We've gone, we've transitioned from Martin Luther King, judge us by the content of our character to let me prove how black I am to black social media. We've went from Martin Luther King saying, Hey, let's de emphasize Christianity and let's emphasize the character that is manifest, the high character that is manifested in us, those of us who are Christians. Judge us by that, the content of our character, to this racial obsession that is driving black men crazy. And everybody can see it. Oh, Jason, quit talking about it. You should be talking about... Show me the white... And, and, and I, saw, I saw Tom Cruise crack up on Oprah's couch years ago. But I ain't seen him turn violent and slap somebody at the Oscars. I haven't seen a white coach slap somebody in the handshake line. Jesse Smollett out here faking hate crimes and cracking up in a courtroom, Kanye West snatching mics out of a white woman's hands to to say, oh, this black woman deserved this award on a national stage. What are we doing? This is embarrassing. We've been completely disconnected from God. And our religion is race. And that religion is driving us crazy. Dave, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, That's how it looks to me from here in Nashville. Uh, What did you see last night and what is your reaction to it? Uh, I'm still recovering, Jason. I'm trying to figure out how in the
4: world did you upstage Kanye West? How do you do it? (laughs) Like that's, that's, that's a hard, that's a hard, hard thing to do is to upstage Kanye West and somehow Will did that. You know, the, the area that I saw, there's a lot of things to talk about in this family and, and relationships and judgments and, and objective standards. But the first thing I think I want to talk about, Jason, is we just saw the fruit of what cancel culture actually looks like when it's grown up. That's what we just saw. We have the Bible talks about the fact that um, lust, when it is conceived, it brings forth sin and then sin brings forth death. We think that we've seen the end of cancel culture and that it's just going to continue to go like this. No, no, no. It's going to escalate. And what we saw last night with Will Smith is the fact that cancel culture just started to stand up. Will Smith said, no, nope, I'm going to cancel you right now. I'm going to walk on that stage and I'm going to cancel you from being able to talk at this very moment. And the fruit of cancel culture started to grab legs and just wobble, stand up like a little giraffe. And that's what we saw happening last night. And if we don't, you know, you can't, Will, it's funny because Will Smith has been practicing this for a long time and Hollywood acts like they want to play along with this until it starts, you know, settling in, in their local areas. Remember he was in 2016. He was, he was, Boycotting the Oscars, and so now <laughs> all he did was bring that boycott and that cancellation up to the next level. Jason, the the, the other thing that's really amazing here that I saw.
2: Hold from for the one internet, second. Hold for one second. Hold for yeah, one yeah. second, Dave, because I, I I don't want you to run from this cancel culture point because it's yeah. so powerful and and it's so right on target. When I was. Crafting my mono last night or early this morning, cancel culture is where I was going to start. Is that this? Mm. The, and so I, I want to clarify and allow you to elaborate on the point because ter- that is exactly my my original lead to this was going to be Will Smith canceled Chris Rock last night, and because. And Chris Rock immediately obeyed when he told, "Don't don't let my wife's name come out your mouth." Chris Rock said, "I won't." He he, he acquiesced, and so what, what he's what Will Smith basically did is legalize other people. If someone, if some comedian, or some broadcaster, or some pundit you don't like says things about you that you do not like, you. A, a, a righteous man will go up and strike that person and stop them from from saying that. And so, he, again, it's not that Chris Rock was speaking any sort of truth with the G.I. Jane; it's a harmless joke. But but he was doing what comedians do: they say things that uh, can borderline inappropriate. They they, they protect the public discourse so, and, and widen public discourse. And Will Smith just said, no, we're shutting this down. Uh, if I don't like it, I will come up and strike you and other people, if you want to be a real man, someone says something about you you don't like, uh, go out and do violence to them, shut them down and cancel them. He, he's limiting free speech and, and authorizing the powerful because again, he, he's, th- this is the elites. Nothing happened to Will Smith. He walked back to his chair and sat down like nothing happened. Received his award, gave his speech. Chris Rock's already on record. I'm not pressing charges. The Academy's not doing anything to him. This is the elite now have feel emboldened enough that if they hear something they don't like, use all of my power, whether it's violence or my money, to shut that person down.
4: Jason. You talked about this earlier when you were talking about the fact that Hollywood, it, it is actually a false god. And Will Smith has bought into that false god. He he worships that false god. And the thing about false gods, when you serve them, they're arbitrary. So, you know, Chris Rock is all in the same thing. He's serving the same god, too. It's a false god. And the problem is, is that Chris Rock, when you serve false gods, the arbitrariness of their laws, it changes. And so you don't know what's actually okay and what's not okay. There isn't an objective standard. It can just go left or right, depending on however I feel, because ultimately it's the God of self. And Chris Rock, he sat up there and thought he was in line with the joke. But what he didn't understand is that the, the morality of the false God switched at that time. And Will said, wait a second, I'm going to come in and give a new law. Thou shalt not talk about Jada like that, because I said so. And 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 so, People, people think that cancel culture has a uh, an edge or some sort of objective. The only thing with cancel culture that is designed to do is ultimately destroy any form of objectivity. What is the standard? When is okay? What can you do? What can't you do? And everybody thinks that you know um, laws are some sort of uh, thing that we can make up. They're not. If you don't have objective laws, how can you call what Will did wrong? And then. How can you call what Chris did wrong? And so when you come into this cancel culture, you are only planting a seed that the Bible talks about with sin, uh, uh, lust. When it is conceived, it brings forth sin. Right. So you got a seed of cancel culture. This lust, this desire brings forth sin and that sin brings forth death. Jason, we should be absolutely horrified at what happened. Happen because that means that we haven't even begun to see the real fruit of what cancel culture brings. Ultimately, what it brings is a subjective standard of offense that allows me to act whatever way I want to because I don't like what you said. And that is the fruit of what we saw. And we cannot. So when we see cancel culture, we need to say, whoa, 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 stop. No, 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 no. What's the God of the system? What's right, what's objectively right, what's objectively wrong, and then, and then how do we submit to the truth of that? And, and that's what I was trying to bring up with what I saw happen in the second thing, Jason, is that everybody, no matter how postmodern Hollywood wants to act, no matter how open everybody wants to act, as soon as that moment happened that Will's hand connected with Chris's face, everybody rushed to find where they buried their objectivity. Everybody rushed to find where their objective standards of truth were because they wanted to be able to judge if what Will did was right or wrong. (laughs) And it was funny watching Kathy Griffith, of all people who, who did a comedy skit where she's cutting the head off of Trump, say, wait, 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 that's too far. Now, hold on one second, because if making a joke about Jada gets you smacked, what does making a joke about Trump cutting his head off get you? Right. In Hollywood, who wants to act like there's no such thing as objectivity. All of a sudden they got a real cruel wake up call in one way or another. And this is a great opportunity for us as Christians to say, yeah, your false God is arbitrary and you might find your head on the chopping block. And this is why, Jason, the Bible says eye for eye, tooth for tooth. It gives out a judicious system to deal with assaults and justice based on the assault or justice that's given to you. If Chris would have went up there and smacked Jada, you know what, Will, you have at it, bro. You justify in every way like that would have been justified. But Will had an opportunity to give back in same kind that Chris gave out to Jada. When he got his award, he could have said, you know, I love this woman. This woman has given me children. And for you to make a joke about the fact that she has an autoimmune disease and not just make the joke, but for all of you people in the audience to laugh at it, disgust me because we are people who are trying to support the betterment of other folks. And that is the whole point of this film that we did. We want to shine light on people who are lower, who are smaller, who can't defend themselves and to watch an elite person get up here and make fun of my beautiful wife. I'm disgusted at that, but I'm also disgusted that we are the kind of people that can't actually change and say that was wrong, and then walk off stage. He would have took the whole room with that, Jason.
2: Would have, but he blew it by laughing at the joke originally. That's right. And then, and and again, I think that his wife, Jada, gassed him up because again, the joke was harmless, and 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 Chris Rock, as like I said. G.I. Jane, are you really this upset about a G.I. Jane joke? He goes, because what Chris is really saying is like, hey man, your wife is out here banging little no-name rappers who are younger than her. I could have cracked jokes about that. I made a little G.I. Jane joke, and you're this upset. And and so I, I, you're a thousand percent right. He had an opportunity, even if he didn't win the award, which he did, but. You know, Will's got a big platform. Reporters love to quote him. Let's say he didn't win the award, but at some point the next day, last night, he could have expressed exactly what you're talking about and responded that way. But what we've seen and and what we see in cancel culture is that the response, the retribution, never matches the crime. It always far exceeds the offense or the crime. It's like, oh my God, uh, someone, again, I I can sit here and think about what happened to Papa John from Papa John's Pizza. He's in a conversation, and he says, someone else uses the N-word, and he says the N-word, and we've decided, well, we got to cancel him just for saying the word, not saying it in a derogatory fashion, not saying it in a way to offend anybody, but we have to cancel him. That's the culture that we have established here that individuals and big tech get to decide who is, and a lot of this depends on, this one here it doesn't, but a lot of it depends on where you fall on the political spectrum. What the repercussions are. Uh, but but now, again, what you, what we just saw last night is like Will Smith telling all of these elites, if you're elite and powerful, strike down whatever it is you don't like hearing and strike it down hard. And tr- we will see more of this. And it, and it may not be violent, but because the, the elites have already been doing, I've been trying to explain this about Twitter. Is uh, LeBron James? All these elites have deals with Twitter in terms of and, and other social media apps that they can gear up algorithms to go after whoever is critical of them and, and intimidate. That's why the media is so silent on so many things. Because take the sports media. uh, they see, like, man, Whitlock has some mild criticism for LeBron James, and look at all the negative tweets he gets. I don't want any parts of that. Let me be quiet and pretend like LeBron James has done nothing wrong. Let me make sure, you know, Beyonce has a hive over social media. All the elites can protect themselves, but the normal people have no protection. All they get are the backhands or the, the smacks, of people like Will Smith. I, I Dave, I, I'm sorry, I, I wanna give you one chance to, uh, cause I gotta go, I gotta keep it moving, but what do you think about him uh, framing it as God inspired and God has called him uh, to to do this type of action or behavior? What do you think of that?
4: <laughs> you know, there are some things that God has called him to do. And one of the first things God has called him to do is not be a cuckold. He's supposed to be the one protecting his family, not sitting up there watching and engaging and letting somebody else have sex with his wife. That's the first, but you want me to believe that God has called you to protect your family. Stop playing a cuckold, protect your wife. Say, man, what's going on with me that I'm going to allow my wife to go and tell us that we're going to be in a open relationship. What kind of man is that? Like you are, so, you know, you need to, if he would have, again, I'm going to say something I probably shouldn't say, Jason, but listen, if you can't protect your wife and you can't protect your family, you got your son out here sit, sitting around homosexual, sleeping with other boys and stuff like that, and then letting other men come and sleep with your wife, and then you want to smack Chris, he's insane. That's what it is, Jason. He's absolutely insane. This is Romans 1. He's been turned over to insanity and he doesn't know up from down and he doesn't have a form of reality. And he's just acting out on how he feels right now.
2: Mm. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Uh, I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is here to solve your meat problems. 85% of the meat sold at local grocery stores comes from overseas, but with Good Ranchers, you get the best food from farms that are 100% American. They provide the highest quality grass-fed and grain-finished beef and chicken. Grocery stores simply cannot compete with the taste of Good Ranchers, so stop waiting around and visit GoodRanchers.com slash fearless today. Subscribe now to combat inflation and lock in your price. Good Ranchers takes the guesswork out of the grocery store by sourcing everything from local farms and shipping it to your door. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash fearless and use the promo code fearless right now and get a $30 discount on prime steaks and better than organic chicken. Order now to combat inflation with Good Ranchers American meat delivered. All right, you guys know there our best friends, and they're supporters of the Fearless Army, and that's why you need to be supporting them. All right, Shamika Michelle. Thanks. All right, welcome back. Time for uh, a woman's take on all the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, Chris Rock madness. Uh, let's roll out to North Carolina and bring in Shamika Michelle. Uh, Shamika, I, I got to say of all the contributors today, uh, your take is the one I've, I'm most anticipating hearing. Uh, I, one, I know you watched the Oscars uh, last night. And two, you know, I, I want your reaction to, to start here first. What? Do, am I wrong for placing a significant portion of the blame for this on Jada Pinkett Smith. She is clearly manipulating this man and clearly has talked him I've read articles years before about how Will Smith is more traditional. She's helped talk him into the open relationship and you know, playing by Hollywood standards as opposed to any sort of biblical standards, but you know part of me feels like i'm putting too much blame on her and not enough blame on a clearly weak man where do you fall down on where how how should we slice up this blame
6: well, Jason, I've always said that a Jezebel spirit cannot go forth without an Ahab spirit. Ahab was considered one of the most wicked kings of Israel because he married a pagan woman who led him into idolatry and worshiping false gods. What we are seeing from Jadabel Pinkett Smith is... Is because Will has allowed her to be this type of wife. We are seeing the same thing that we saw with Ahab. We saw his destruction because he allowed a woman to lead him astray from the biblical principles of what he knew about God. We are seeing the same thing happen with Will. He has allowed this pagan woman to lead him astray from what, by his own admissions, he said she opened the door for him for um, an open relationship. He had values instilled in him, Christian values from his grandmother, and he decided to go against those things because of Jada. So we're seeing him come apart at the seams because of Jada Bell Pinkett Smith. He followed her and this this is what we're seeing now.
2: What do you think of me analogizing Will Smith Kanye West. I I, I think this is the PG rapper and the X-rated rapper both succumbing to the exact same thing. They both are caught between trying to live up to their biblical values while chasing fame and fortune and, and attractive women in Hollywood. I see a lot of similarities between Will Smith and Kanye West.
6: I agree with you, Jason. I think it is hard. As you said, you cannot serve two masters. One of the things I'm going to do when we finish recording is have my own talk with God, because I have consistently said I am a former minister. I have always said, don't put a label on me of Christianity. But listen, I also said when I first started this show that I'm a fruit inspector because the Bible says that you should know a tree by the fruit it bears. And I'm just wondering what type of God this is that will serves that he continues to speak of. Is it is it polite, brother polite's God, that the black woman is God? Because it's certainly not a biblical God. It's certainly not certainly not the God of Christianity, because I'm not seeing the fruit. I didn't see the fruit of the spirit last night, one of which is self-control. I have not seen fruit meet for repentance. So I'm a fruit inspector right now. And what I'm, what I want to know is what God is it that they claim to serve? Because it's certainly not the God of Christianity. I don't care what you profess to be, whether it's a Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, I'm going to check to see if your actions line up with your words. And I'm not seeing his actions line up. So I have an issue with it. With, with that. I saw anger and the Bible tells you to be angry but sin not. Sin is missing the mark and and will certainly miss the mark with his behavior last night. He should have repented when he got up there. He should have felt remorse for what he did to Chris Rock. Instead, he tried to bring God in it without reconciling with his brother first. And the Bible says, "Be not deceived; God is not mocked." So I didn't buy the bull crap that that will started to spew after his actions. And I just want to know what God is it that they serve because it's not lining up to me and whatever it is, just be honest about it, but stop lying and let's stop making excuses for this behavior that does not line up with what he claims, the Christian values that he claims that he has.
2: Tell me, I I don't know a lot about what I'm about to mention, uh, virtually nothing. But there are rumors and people say that he and Jada are into Scientology. And I think Scientology. there is no God, I think, in Scientology. And so that's why it's like last night when he started talking about God and then he referenced what Will Smith said to him and how you know, the devil comes for you at your highest moment. I took it as like, okay, Will is expressing these Christian values that were instilled in him when he was a kid, but do you know anything about Scientology and the rumors that he's involved in Scientology?
6: I don't know a lot about Scientology. I did watch, I think it was Leah Remy or whatever who came out from the Church of Scientology, but all I know is that lately, Will has really been talking as if he was raised on Christian principles. He had the interview that he had with the woman that, the man that was married to Megan Good, who is a pastor, and he talked about him being his mentor. I think his name is Devon, maybe, talked about him being and his mentor in his interview with GQ, he talked about having Christian values. So my problem with him is if you have Christian values, we need to see that. If you don't, I don't care that you don't, but stop saying that you do and then do something totally different. Stop saying that you do and then justifying things that don't line up with the word of God. That's the problem that I have. Again, I'm a fruit inspector. And if if it doesn't look like God to me, if it doesn't look like what you claim you believe, I'm going to say something about it and people say, "Oh, you shouldn't judge." Well, I'm just going by by the Bible. Don't call me a judge, then call me a fruit inspector because I'm not seeing it and it just bothers me that will Kanye anybody else would continue to profess something that is not lining up with their actions. So, I don't know a lot about the church of Scientology, but Maybe that is what he believes, but he needs to stop pushing it as if he believes in in Christianity or the God of the Bible, because his actions say otherwise.
2: Do you have any problem with the way Chris Rock handled himself post being slapped?
6: I think that Chris Rock handled himself the way that he should have. Now, Would I have done that? I don't think so. You know, uh, uh, Will is saying, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Well, I will say her name over and over again. Jada Bell Pinkett Smith, Jada Bell Pinkett Smith. And as he wants to brag that he's from Philly, let me brag that I'm from Durham. And this is Bull City. We have a lot of men here that would, you know, defend my honor so Will Smith would be a punk that jumped up to get beat down Chris handled it a lot better than a lot of people would and I think he was probably caught off guard because you know who would expect Will Smith to do this of all people this is what this man does for for a living and when you look at Ricky Gervais and how he has consistently came at people in his monologues for the Golden Globes. He's come at people for alcoholism. He's talked about pedophilia. Like, he doesn't hold back, you know, and so this is what comedians do, and for Will to get upset about it, it looked real bitch to me. It matched the actual bitch slap that he gave Chris Rock.
2: Do you think had that been Ricky Gervais, do you think Will Smith would have gotten out of his chair and slapped a white comedian?
6: Absolutely not. We have all the smoke for black people, but we never have that same smoke when it comes to, to white people. I do not think he would have done a white man that, the same way that he did Chris Rock. I think he did it because he knows that he can get away with it. It's the same when people get upset when we talk about black-on-black on, black on black crime and they say, oh, there's no such thing as black-on-black black crime because you you do this to the people that you're around or you're closest to. Okay, so then let's call it crime in our community. A lot of times the crime within our community is higher because we lack respect. We will bring that heat to somebody that looks like us way quicker than we will to someone else. And we've had this example time and time again. We do not stand up and have any issue when the person looks like us, you know, as far as harming them. But let it be on a a white person, no, he would not have done that. There's nothing you could tell me to make me think otherwise. He would not have given Ricky Gervais that same smoke at all. Nor would they have uh, allowed him to sit in there after assaulting Ricky. He would have been out of there quickly.
2: I I, I certainly, he should have been out of there. I'm someone who is a fan of Denzel Washington. I think Denzel tries to stand on some biblical principles, but even his advice last night uh, to Chris Rock—I mean to uh, Will Smith—was undermined. If you go back to the beginning of the Oscar ceremony, Amy Schumer, uh, Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, they led the gay, 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 gay chant, and they captured Denzel on camera, big smile, clapping, and I'm. I'm like, well, hold on, Denzel, are are you sure here? And and again, I don't know, you don't need to boo it, but I don't know if you need to be leading the applause and smiling. And this is why I just say, just like Hollywood and that fame requires you to abandon your biblical values. And I I say this, I I was not going to... Go this far and just personal, but I'm t- One of the reasons I left LA is just because I was like, "Well, man, I can't be a Christian out here, not a good one," and <laughs> I, I I can't. Uh, there's just too much pressure. There's too much temptation, too much uh, negative influence, and you know, falling to a pagan woman who will take you places. Uh, where you don't need to be, I, I lived that experience, and uh, uh, it, it, and so I, I think I applaud Denzel, but to to some degree, I, I didn't like the advice uh, he gave uh, Will Smith because I think it's naive. It's like you know everything y'all doing out there in Hollywood is is basically in service to principles that are against the Bible, and and that has certainly been the case, I think, the last 20, 30 years. They're not making movies that uh, celebrate biblical principles or values. They're making movies that, you know, are the antithesis of that, and I think Denzel knows that.
6: I was wondering who Will thought the devil was. You know, did he feel like the enemy was Chris Rock or did he understand that the enemy at that time was his inner me? That was the person that was that needed to be checked was his lack of self-control. It had nothing to do with what Chris Rock said. It was the way that Will handled it. So that's what I wanted to know because he stood up there to me still arrogant. He looked to the left and, you know, apologized to the Academy and, but there was just no real true repentance to me because I felt like he was looking at the enemy as Chris Rock and he was not the enemy at that time. It was Will's lack of self-control and Will's inability to check his wife and get her under submission. And He has let this go on for a long time. So all of these emotions, I feel like, have been bubbling up in Will for a long time, and he has not addressed them. People have been cracking jokes on Jada for for years now because of what they have put out to the audience. We had no idea Jada was in a relationship with August Ascena. They put that out there. They put out that they have an open marriage. So if you are now having a hard time with the jokes and things that you receive, you did that. Like you said, you should have a private life, a personal life, and a public life. They gave us the ammunition to the gun. So this is his fault. It is not Chris Rock's fault and I just feel like he he put the blame on Chris Rock. Chris Rock was not the enemy here. He wasn't the devil who was trying to come at his highest moment. That was him. It was his inner me. That's the enemy.
2: Final question, do you think Will Smith 2 years from now is just as popular, more popular or will he face some public scorn, uh, from this incident?
6: I think he's definitely going to face some public scorn. He already has started to, started to, but I think he's likable enough to bounce back. And I think that that's what he's going to have to lean on is his likability because people like him, obviously, again, I think if he had been anyone else, I think he would have been rushed out of there. I feel like if Chris Rock had been a white man, he would have been rushed out of there. But people like Will enough to to work with him. And I think that people feel sorry for him in some way because they truly do believe that he has been led astray by Jada Bell, you know. And of course, he should have put his foot down but we've seen this time and time again throughout history where men have just fallen to women and been really, really weak. We saw it with David, we saw it with Ahab, We, we see it constantly. So Will isn't the first and he won't be the last, but I think he's gonna have to be genuine and authentic because nobody's gonna continue to buy any arrogance or not taking responsibility or accountability for your actions. He needs to start with an apology to Chris Rock and own his actions. This had nothing to do with anybody else. Your wife is out of control because you have allowed her to be for so long. And now this, these are the repercussions. So he's going to have to take some accountability. And I think he can bounce back if he does those things.
2: Thank you, Shamika. I don't expect him to remain as popular. Uh, I I, I, could one. I think he's going to just fall deeper and deeper into this Hollywood abyss. I think, you know, it's you can only be out in Hollywood for so long before going completely bonkers and crazy. I think a lot of people uh, do it in private. Uh, Will is still a box office draw, so I expect him to keep working in the movie industry at a high level. And as long as he does that, it, this is going to be just like Kanye. Kanye's never left the music business, the music industry, and he gets crazier and crazier every year. And as long as you're pursuing that fame high and more and more fame, you're going to get more and more crazy. I think that's what's going to happen to Will Smith. Uh, he will attract a new kind of fame, infamy, uh, for him, Is what he may become more infamous but I don't think he's going to become more likable because I think his bizarre behavior is going to continue. All right, let me tell you about uh, my friends over at Bank On Yourself. We've been brainwashing and believing the only way to grow our money for retirement is to risk it in the stock market. Not true. You can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risk. Bank On Yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. Guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income, no luck, skill or guesswork required. In fact, bank on yourself has a 160 year plus track record of positive growth. You have control of your money without government penalties or restrictions on how much income you can take or when you can take it. Best of all, you'll know the minimum guaranteed value of your plan on the day you plan to tap into it and at every point along the way. Just go to bankonyourself.com/fearless to get a free report of how bank on yourself can help you take back control of your money. That's bankonyourself.com/fearless. This is the perfect time. There's so much chaos worldwide. Can't trust these big institutions. Bank on yourself. It's one of the smartest things you can do. Go to bankonyourself.com/fearless. Take my advice. All right, Royce White. Erks. All right. Welcome back. Uh, let's go to uh, the smartest man in sports, uh, Royce White, and we'll see if we can get his take on Will Smith, Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett, the, the whole everything we saw last night. I'm trying to give all of our contributors an opportunity uh, about the shot heard round the world uh, we just heard from Shamika, Royce. Uh, what ran through your mind? Let me start here. What do you think of the way Chris Rock handled it? I, I, I got to be honest. My initial thoughts were if someone walks up and strikes me. I don't think I'm going to have the self-control that Chris Rock had, but that might be because I'm three times bigger than <laughs> Chris Rock, and maybe he's just more self-aware. But yeah. I don't. what was your reaction to how Chris Rock handled it?
5: Well, you, you, thanks for having me back. First of all, um, I, I got to just lay this thing out. And, you know, th- this this isn't a little issue. You know, this isn't a joke. This is this, in fact, might be the issue. Right. This is the decay of the West on full display for the entire world to see that that's what we're dealing with here. Mm. This is the this is the ancient conflict between men and women and the modern conflict conflict, a, a crisis of femininity and the crisis of masculinity. And I know many people seem to be having problems uh, defining what a man and woman are. But as a man, myself, this, this was offensive. I was offended by what Will Smith did. Um, you know, I'm not a pacifist. I'm not one of these people that believes violence is never justified. Uh, I've been in my own fair share of skirmishes and scuffles and sports and basketball and, and things like that, my, you know, over the years. Um, but as a Christian, I do believe in temperance. And I believe that intemperance has become one of the hallmark characteristics of liberalism and wokeism. To answer your question about Chris, I was very proud of the way he handled himself, all things considered Um it, I didn't think what he said was that was that that joke was in is, was in that bad of taste. Um, and let's just be let's just be real here. All of these Hollywood figures know that when they sign up to go to these award shows, that there's often going to be a comedian who's the host who will take his shot at them personally in the context of, of good fun uh, for the show. If, if you're in the front row or if you're very popular, uh, things of that sort. But but let's go back to the, the phys- I want to go back to the physical because the physical is what people are trying to draw us away from the physical order of the universe and of humanity. I have to go here. Okay. I know what's trying to be communicated. When a man goes to slap another man, he's trying to say, I don't have to exert my full physical force because I don't believe you to be a real threat. And even more so what he's trying to say, I'm not going to ball up my fist and use my knuckles, which is a more damaging structure. And what he's trying to say even more so is that I don't have to use any more force on you than I would on a woman. And that does draw very distinctual lines between men and women that we've observed culturally throughout history, right? This is why you see it portrayed that a man slaps a woman, a man slaps a man who he doesn't believe is a real man. You see this portrayed or played out in a movie, let's say, like Tombstone, where Kurt Russell slaps Billy Bob Thornton or, or in, uh, you know, Humphrey Bogart in the Maltese Falcon. Right. So th- there is a cultural narrative around what it means when a man slaps another man. It means I'm exerting full, absolute physical dominance over you. For Will Smith, when you go to strike a man and he's completely unexpected, his hands are behind his back. He bends forward a little bit. His chin is exposed and he's not looking and you get the full weight and mechanics and body motion of a right hook. And that man doesn't stumble. He laughs and actually keeps his wit about him to turn a comedic phrase out of it. You're a bitch. Will Smith was the woman in that in that situation. And here's why I think that's important to observe. I don't think it was by accident that he acted like a woman in that situation. I don't think that it was a failure of his masculinity so much as it was an embrace of femininity. And that's what we see here in and in the West, that femininity, the crisis of femininity, has obscured what it means to be a man. He intended to slap Chris Rock the way a woman would slap a man. And, and the reason why, Jason, and this is the real, the real issue we have to pin down, the reason why is because For him, the natural order is broken. The natural order is God to man, to woman and child. In his clan, the natural order is woman to effeminate man and gender fluid children. And it's a breeding ground for neurosis and then psychosis. We're looking at a mental, a man whose mental health has deteriorated. Uh,
2: Royce. You've said a mouthful, as always, but maybe the biggest mouthful, you have taken, because I think you're dead on accurate. Uh, this is why I love having you on the show. You give me things to think about. And, and so I, I just, I want you to expound on why you think this incident between Will Smith and, and Chris Rock, which I think you've properly framed, Now, go ahead and explain why you think this is a symptom of what's going on in overall America. And this applies not just to Will Smith, but American culture in general.
5: Um, I think that the intersectional woke liberal neoliberal politics are obscuring what it means to be a man and 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 really, they're trying to degrade and shame people for what it means to be a man traditionally. And the reason behind that, the the strategy behind that is when men lose that traditional sense of masculinity, uh, of primal uh, primal nature and and uh, adherence to the natural and physical order, you're much easier to enslave. That's the reality here. when If we can turn men into women, we can enslave the common people with greater ease. And we're seeing that happen across the West right now from this globalist agenda. And I hate to always have to go back to that during my segments, but it is the, 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 the out in front, blatant uh, agenda that's, that's on, the, on, the, on the rise and on the move. Um, in, in Hollywood specifically, here's the kicker, Hollywood is the main promoter of this, to obscure gender, traditional sex roles, The natural order, they want the natural order to become an arbitrary sort of uh, social cultural construct that they can bend and leverage against people or use to prop people up whenever they feel necessary at their own whim. And that in and of itself is a heresy against God. For them to be able to define what a man or woman is, is completely a symptom of of atheism and and radical uh, anti-God sentiment. And and I see that people like Will Smith, who are very invested in how Hollywood views him, that is being run by this neoliberal feminist beta male Time's Up sort of culture. His emotion in the in the speech after after this incident was the was the telltale sign of complete mental health, uh, you know, disarray. I mean, I think that he actually believed that it was honorable to get up and defend Jada in that situation in some respect, um, but he, he's lost all sense of what it means to be a man and how to defend a woman's honor in a way that's truly masculine uh, and, and manly. If he really felt that that comment or joke was that offensive and there's some un, un, you know unknown circumstance that he and Jada know, or he, Jada, and Chris may know, and he thought that that made that comment uh, uncouth, he should have took him in the back and, and slapped him. But to do it in front of everybody, to me, is a sign of how a woman, a woman scorned, let's say, would go on social media and and put out the text messages or screenshots of a man that she's dealing with to expose him and bring herself down in the process. That's not how men conduct themselves. It's a disgrace, he's a, that, that, that's offensive to real men, how he handled himself. And, he's, and he, it's a very poor sign of leadership for the generation of men who are coming up who may look up to him.
2: Do you think Will Smith is aware that he's just a pawn and a tool in a agenda to fully emasculate men, or or is he just, buttons are being pressed, and he doesn't really know, because I see a man with a full-blown identity crisis. He, he, he was raised with some Christian values. Uh, he's gotten involved with a woman that, you know, 20 years ago, whenever they first got together, he's really physically attracted to, and she's talked him out, out of all of his values, and now he's just at war with himself and has gone haywire or do you think he's actually in on the plot and good with the plot and scheme and knows his role and how what role he needs to play in order to advance the agenda you're talking about?
5: Well, I appreciate the the, the framework because I think an important question of our time, especially for our leaders and people in the public eye, is who's ignorant to it and who's in on it. It's hard for me to tell at this time in our society and with this individual specifically, because um, I do think he's he, he is royalty in Hollywood. He's he's probably very initiated in certain cultural agendas that, that even other actors and actresses may not be initiated in. However, I can't I can't in good in good faith say that he's completely in on it. He understands the depth of what a person like Klaus Schwab plans to do from Davos, Switzerland. But I will say this. The net result is the same. And this is where the profundity of Christianity really comes into into a clarity. When you become a Judeo-Buddhist, Scientologist, wokest, neoliberal, you're at the behest of the cultural winds. You're an easy target to be pushed and prodded and moved around the board as a pawn. When you have a good Judeo-Christian, Judeo-Christian foundation, Uh, It's much harder to manipulate and use you as a pawn. And and that's my firm belief. This is Judeo-Buddhism. This is the the Kabbalah, the Hollywood Kabbalah Buddhist woke uh, Scientology motif playing out in real time in front of the world. And it's a breeding ground for for neurosis and psychosis and suicide and addiction and identity crisis, uh, moral crisis, spiritual crisis etc.
2: What do you think of me suggesting Kanye West is going through the exact same thing as Will Smith? And, you know, Kanye just went off the rocker a little earlier uh, because maybe he didn't have the foundation to Will Smith. But, you know, I go back to Kanye. I think it was 2009 with the Taylor Swift thing and uh, at that time, he's not married to Kim Kardashian. I think he coveted uh, Jay Z's wife, Beyonce. So he hops on stage to do this big, bold act of love for Beyonce. Uh, but what do you think of me analogizing Kanye to Will Smith?
5: I, I think it's in a similar it's it's in a similar vector, let's say, a little bit different. I mean, I think Kanye West is in a crisis. I think many people are in an existential spiritual crisis and and struggling with their faith or their lack of faith or their non-faith or their anti-faith. I think Kanye West is on a Christian path and he's on his way home to Jesus Christ. Okay, Um, And that that would, to me, be a defining characteristic in the difference of the relationship between him and Kim and what they're going through and the case and claims that he's making about divorce being a sin of which it is in, in a christian sense um and and what the implications are for family and the family model what will and jada have done if has created some type of you know open source polygamous uh, you know judeo buddhist scientologist family structure that's gender fluid and, and so on and so forth so i think kanye is closer to being on the mark in in the fight that he's in spiritually and and his journey uh, back to Jesus Christ and faith. Um, I, I do see that from the start, Kanye West had a little bit more disanchoring in his in his natural mental health, let's say, than Will did, right? And he admitted to that, right? He 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 has that sort of bipolar situation going on chemically and things, or from his past experiences in life. So he has the tendency to kind of get manic. Um, so a different a different type of deal. But we can see Will Smith is devolving into a very similar place over the years. So I think Kanye is coming closer to being home. I think Will Smith is moving out into the deep end, uh, and, and I wish both of them the best and hope that they find God and faith and help.
2: I just asked Shamika this. Uh, I'm going to ask it to you slightly different, but given what he's done, Will Smith here last night, Do you expect the Hollywood crowd to further embrace him, further promote him, allow him to elevate even higher? Or do you think there will be a level of scorn directed at him that will diminish his fame and power in Hollywood?
5: I think it's going to be interesting to watch and see. I'll say that Um, I would bet that. The position of Will and Jada and what the bigger agenda is for uh, uh, for idols such as them to move to move a culture in a certain direction would see him be elevated out of this um, t- to be propped up as a hero, as a defender. And he he even started to allude to it in his speech when he won the award. He talked about being a protector. So he he's not an idiot. He was already setting the stage that the narrative is that he was protecting Jada. Uh, And I think that there is a neoliberal beta male feminist alliance that would allow that narrative to play out in the broader mainstream media. Um, But in in terms of on the in crowd of of what his position is internally and behind the scenes, I do see that the Hollywood elites take their award shows and their ceremonies very seriously. And he will be uh, scorned and side eyed behind closed doors uh, for for being disruptive like that in their time of, of glory.
2: Royce, at some point, I'm going to need you to visit Nashville uh, because I want to get me, you, Shamika, and Delano in a conversation about black men and black women because I I, I think there are some real issues here that need to be explored in a serious way in, in terms of because the matriarchy is strongest among black women, and it, it, it's, it's totally at odds with the true nature of man. That, and, and I, I, I wanna, I don't wanna dirty it up right now by getting some quick thoughts, but I, I just want you to commit at some point, when you tell me, hey, I can make it to Nashville for a day, a day and a half, two days, I'm gonna to try to get Shamika and Delano to come here and so we can just we can do two hours straight on just the black man and the black woman because you've just described this issue in a much broader sense and you know, the whole American culture. I would just kind of like to narrow down on what is going on with the black man and the black woman. Our setup, our relationship setup, Just isn't sustainable. And that's why our divorce rate, child illegitimacy rate are astronomical, because we have gotten away from the natural order. And I'm just wondering how we can repair that. Or, you know, there's only one solution. We got to return to Christian values. But how do we get there? And I I would just like to probe those issues. Can I can I give us a
5: a preface for our our four person discussion there in Nashville? I'll just say that what is happening is Willie Lynch, how to make a slave played out across time. Whether or not the Willie Lynch letter is historically uh, authentic is not the point. The point is that the cultural narrative or the cultural strategy that is laid out in the Willie Lynch address is a perfect and, and uh, an almost perfect description of what has happened to the black community over the course of generations and it's still in effect today and in fact it's actually playing out today uh, over and above the expectations i think of what willie lynch may have envisioned
2: uh just not to confuse our audience if you can 90 seconds two minutes explain the willie lynch letters and and just preview a little bit of what you're taught what's in there that you think is being played out between the black man and black woman
5: what willie lynch laid out in how to make a slave is that in order to ensure that the slaves will remain in their position of servitude and not revolt is you first have to break the feet the the woman's image of the black male and the way you do that is you take him out or you take them out and you beat them within an inch of their life and then you take two horses and you tie them to both and you send them in opp- opposite directions and you pull apart, you, you literally pull apart the, the black male in front of the black woman. And because her image of the black man is shattered in a way that is deeply rooted in trauma and fear, that she will raise her offspring in reverse roles. She will raise her men to be women and her women to be men. And she will become the ultimate guard dog of the white slave owner. That, that the white slave owner will no longer have to worry about the revolution of the black male slave because the black woman will always keep him in check out of fear of losing him, the same way that they did the, the black male they pulled apart by horse uh, by horse and by, by beating. And that's what's played out mm. here. We're raising our women to be men and our men to be women. Only what has happened is the, the brilliance of the strategy is now being played out at a broader scale um, uh, across race, uh, across race, because again, they've traded in race and in the in the uh, the strategy of of Nazism. Let's say globalism, globalist Nazism. They've traded in the race for class. So now we're going to do the same thing to white men, Asian men, Latino men. To what we're going to take away the masculinity, so we don't have to worry about revolt.
2: Wow, uh, great job, thank you, Royce. Go to YouTube.com/slash Jason Whitlock. Hit the subscribe hit notifications uh steve kim the korean co got a hard act to follow he's got to follow that smoke show from royce white the korean co-sell
1: All right,
2: welcome back. Uh, almost last, but certainly not least, uh, before we get to Uncle Jimmy, uh, we want to bring in the Korean Cosell, uh, our expert on boxing. You've heard from Dave Shannon, you've heard from Shamika Michelle, you've heard from Royce White, Now, let's get the tail of the tape from a real boxing expert. Uh, Steve, how did you score the fight? Uh, Will Smith versus uh, Chris Rock. Uh, There was no standing eight count. There was no knockdown. This went to the judges' scorecards. How did you score the fight?
1: You know, I want to call it a no contest because there was never an official first round bell. It wasn't a sanctioned bell. But here's the irony of this whole thing. The man who actually played Muhammad Ali in a movie, he floated like a butterfly and he stung like a butterfly. I mean, I've got to give Chris Rock some credit. The way he rolled with that punch, it was like prime Roberto Duran or James Tony, circa 2003. He didn't flinch. He didn't budge. And he was in a tough spot because people said if that was me, I would have countered it. Look, that, that thing certainly went off script. But the underlying point is this. I'll be honest with you. I have not broken down a right hand frame by frame like the Zuccruder film since the Muhammad ali Sonny Liston rematch in Lewiston, Maine in 1965, the famous anchor punch. And the irony (laughs) is Chris Rock Granite Chin uh, took it better than Sonny Liston. Uh, But here's the underlying point about all this. If you're going to make a mockery of your your own marriage – the way Will Smith and his spouse have done, don't expect people not to make it into a punchline. That to me is the, un- people say, you gotta defend your wife. Will, you, you have been an embarrassment to marriages and the uh, manosphere for about 10 years now. In
2: many ways, you
1: deserve this.
2: Uh, you called Jada Pinkett Smith his spouse uh, I take it you've heeded you've heeded Will Smith's warning to keep her name out your effing mouth. You're afraid to say Jada.
1: Hey, I don't want any entanglements here. Okay, even though it's not the month of August, but I, you know, you know this got me thinking though, whether it was scripted or not. I, I really don't know, but I, I would have swore that all uh, shows of this nature whether it's the Academy Awards, Golden Globes, or something like the uh, ESPYs, have security. That if you're not allowed on stage, no matter who you are, they stop you. So now I have a warning for Ricky Gervais, who is an absolute machete, the way he cuts people up. He better have the Secret Service in front of him. In fact, I'd call Chuck D and ask what the S-1Ws are doing. And and I'd I'd even bring out the 86 Hurricanes where the Army fatigues, just in case. Because if... the, the thing that's ironic about this, on a serious note, that Will Smith got sick of the jokes. If you go on Twitter last night, this is a new industry. Chris Rock just got thirty new minutes of fresh material for his new set. I can't wait. I, I I'm actually gonna go in line for tickets for Chris Rock's next concert because that whole thing, Chris, I thought showed a lot of restraint. The way he actually played it off and and. Kept cool because that was one of the more awkward things I've ever seen. In fact, I've never watched the uh, any of these award shows. Once Caddyshack didn't win an Oscar, I said, I'm done with these things.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you something that I think a lot of people are forgetting is that that is not Chris Rock's first time being confronted by mm. someone in the audience. Yeah. Anytime you're a comedian and you go out and work the circuit and you start cracking jokes on the audience, trust me, you get confronted, you get threatened, <laughs> and that's why he wasn't shook, and it's why I, I, I believe you know he stayed so composed. I'm not sure if he's ever been struck before, but someone coming up out of the audience, and I'm sure him looking at Will Smith, because he's originally joking, he's calling him Richard for Richard Williams, he thinks this is a joke, he doesn't think he's about to get struck, but I think he just kept his composure because I, I guarantee you, coming up as a comedian, he has been attacked on stage. And you know, I, I don't know how many people if uh, Steve, I don't know if you've ever been in Chris Rock's presence, but the guy, the last when I met him, he's 130, 140 pounds tops. Yeah. That's why I was so shocked that he could withstand that punch, uh, but he is not a fighter. He is, and so his lack of retaliation, I think, is self-awareness of you know, like, look, man, I weigh a buck forty, I'm not gonna take on Will Smith or anybody. Uh, I am shocked though because it was a pretty good slap. I'm, I'm just surprised. He stood in there like a champ. Uh, wasn't, you know, didn't lose his composure, continued on. And what was he doing? The best documentaries, I think, uh, continued on with, with his role and then got out of there. And you're right now, everybody's just sitting back waiting to see what the material is going to be like, uh, for Chris Rock. He, you know, some Netflix or somebody, <laughs> Amazon prime is going to give him a special just on Will Smith material alone.
1: Well, Jason, I remember you saying many times you you were at the million man March, Will Smith just launched the million meme march because I've already seen them and they're hilarious. The one thing about Will Smith I always respected as a rapper. Okay, I'm a child of the '80s, is that people say, "Well, that was the Philadelphia in him." Uh, wait a minute, Will Smith. The thing I liked about him when he was a performer with Jazzy Jeff, he didn't try to be anything that he wasn't. He was not a gangster rapper. It looked to me like he had a pretty suburban normal nuclear family. I could be wrong, but he did Parents Don't Understand, My my DJ Jazzy Jeff. It was really like bubblegum rap. He wasn't trying to be Schooly D. like He didn't try to act like he was some sort of criminal. He was very much a suburban rapper and he kept to it. And it worked for him. And he parlayed that into a real career. Now him trying to be uh, Charles Oakley, it's just like, geez. the funny thing is, when Chris Rock cracked that joke, everyone seemed to laugh including will and then old jada gave the side eye and it was almost like she said "Ah ahem are you gonna protect my honor and he's like ah geez and this is the thing about being with women who always get you into trouble you end up in fights that you don't even want to be in and this is where we end up with
2: steve i'm gonna let you go it's been a long show Uh, I got to save some time for Uncle Jimmy. Uh, Good stuff. We needed that tail of the tape. Uh, He's saying that that right-hand slap reminds him of uh, the the shot that Muhammad Ali took to drop Sonny Liston. (laughs) They say that was a phantom shot, too. Uh, I don't, again, I've said it earlier, I don't think this was faked or staged. Uh, Will Smith snapped, and I'm not shocked. All right, Uncle Jimmy, uh, just around the corner, we'll get his thoughts and his approval rating on Will Smith. Uh, get your fearless army swag at shopblazemedia.com. Uh, Uncle Jimmy go to heaven with
6: freedom. It's my obligation on hate discrimination is Your hands for freedom.
3: We must exist in a state of man glorious as we are protected by the red, the white, and the blue. But remember, the mind is the key. The fearless soldier pledges to place God first and foremost in his everyday endeavors of life. We, the fearless army, are one nation under God, indivisible with freedom and a belief in the American dream. The men bold enough to join our movement comprise what we like to call the New Dream Team. We are leaders of our families, our churches, and And of of this this nation. nation. We reject the seeds of division that are planted by corporate media misinformation. We affirm that all men are created equal and are endowed with inalienable rights, which are granted by our Heavenly Father. We are bound by honor to accept God's challenge, to take the flag and lead, to cherish, to protect, and to nurture the life of our unborn seed. I am a fearless soldier, so shed no tears for me. I am not a victim. I am the man that God made me to be. Amen.
2: All right, welcome back. Uncle Jimmy's here to, uh, man, we just had a very deep show. Steve Kim kind of lightened things up for us here at the end. So we're we're already in a little bit of a lighter mood, but my God, Dave Shannon, Shamika and Royce White dropped bombs. See Kim drop some funny one-liners, Uncle Jimmy. Your thoughts?
3: Um, when you started off the show today, did you know it was going to turn out to be this good? I mean, when we we the talking.
2: The the content. The time
3: content was cool. You didn't know it was going to step up like it did, man. This was a great show. Honestly. Royce White
2: threw, threw me for a loop. I was not Why? expecting that. Why? It.
3: Then the man knows MMA. He going to throw you.
2: I was, listen, I just hadn't thought. Well, you know what, Dave Shannon, early on, when he, when he went the cancel culture route, I was like, well, but I had thought of that, but I didn't write or talk about that. And then Royce comes in with this really massive big picture. Shamika does what, Sheme- what She always does. Uh, yeah, that one. And Steve Kim did what he does. He, king of the analogies. Can, can, can I
3: chime in on this, please? Yeah, please. please, go ahead. And I'd like to just say something that maybe from an aspect of nobody else. I worked in law enforcement, as you know, everybody in her for 17 years. Probably 12 of those 17 years, when I say law enforcement, and when I say law enforcement, was spent working in the jail directly in the jail, hands on, with inmates. And most of them are predominantly of minority descent. I would like to say that what we saw last night was a classic example, Jason, of why our prison systems are overcrowded with black men. Not because of their skin color, because that's what society says. Not because of drug usage not because, not because of proximity violence, but it's because of what I used to tell inmates was caused I, I call it your inability to control your emotions when you get caught up in your emotions. And this is why men are, end up in trouble, in prison, in jail, in the graveyard, because men have been doing stupid stuff in the name of women since the beginning of time. Go ask Adam. Now, I'm going to throw a quick little fun fact on you that you might not know, okay? I might be the only friend you know that has two daddies, but in them two daddies, both of those daddies died of a homicide because of a woman. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Go ahead. How do you have two daddies? I have a stepfather and I have a stepdaddy. I have a stepdaddy and a real daddy, both of them dead as hell. Violence related to women, gunshots related to women, dead, directly related. I mean, you know, I told you man. about my. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, directly. So I mean, I'm just saying, I know firsthand this mentality, and I know that this is why the graveyards is overcrowded, the 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 the, the funeral business is overcrowded, the jailhouse business, the lawyer business. It's big business, man, and that's and we need to be careful of what. We're actually watching, man.
2: Yeah, a lack of control of emotion is the Achilles heel of, and, and of black men. I'm just sorry, sorry if it makes people uncomfortable, but I do, it's a byproduct. No daddy in the home. And, and it's what Royce was talking Royce, about. There you go. In terms of uh, mothers, black women raising their sons to be feminine. Again, I, people get upset with me when I say it, but I, I look, I, friends of mine in the text thread, no one responded. But I'm so tired of looking at athletes, black athletes with a million different hairstyles and a million different hair colors. I'm just, where did y'all learn this? Who set y'all at the beauty shop all all day Saturday and make you have this obsession with your hair. And nobody wants to say anything, nobody wants to talk about it, but watching the NCAA tournament, do a count on the the number of hairstyles and hair colors you'll see. And it's just, just, this is just way too much time at the beauty shop. At any
3: point of watching the NCAA tournament, and this happened to me this weekend, I was looking at the game, and I, I honestly thought that I was looking at a woman's, the WN, and it was the man's game. Honestly, and we might have been watching the same thing because I saw a couple dudes watching. Oh no, watching
2: Anytime it, you turn it on. Some
3: red hair, yeah. some pink.
2: It's, and different hairstyles. Everybody's, people are wearing uh, Betty Rubble's hairstyle, the Wilma. Man, man buns. All of it. It, it. It's a million different, and I'm just like, There was this obsession, I get women have an obsession with their hair, and Mm -hmm. again, I guess that's part of the Jada Peaker thing, why she's upset, and I get it, she got alopecia, I feel sorry for her, whatever. But I I just, I look at it and just go, man, this is, we're just way too feminine. Anytime you got that much time to spend on your hair, you're doing something wrong in life, in my view. Uh, Let's get to our approval rating of uh, Will Smith. Uh, job performance the man just won an Oscar last night and King Richard to me was the best movie of 2021 and his performance was incredible Uh, so as an actor I got to give him a perfect score of 25 Uh,
3: you and I are in agreement I give him 25 but I'm gonna give him 25 because of how well that they're doing their job in Hollywood I don't think you realize that Will and Jada are the first Binary family. They are the first family of binary kids. They, non-binary, they, you mean? Yeah, non-binary, binary, whatever. The boy want just like just like Roy said. The girl thinks she's a boy, and the boy thinks he's a girl. Okay, that, that, that that's right there. That that that's them. Now I don't know if you remember this or not, but do you remember when we when we first saw Jada, a different world. Remember, Jada was one of the first ones, because remember, girls had the long, pretty hair. And the, but Jada was the first one, what? With the short hair, that wore the overalls, had the cap. You know, we like, damn, this little girl that dressed like this boy is kind of cute. We didn't know what was happening. We was like, damn. <laughs> now, you said that y'all gave Will Smith the pass because, oh, he had God in his life. You know what Will Smith's first role was? Six Degrees of Separation, where he played a gay con artist. And, and here's what he said on Twitter. He said on the Twitter, he said, I didn't kiss him, but he did a love scene with him. I never saw Six Degrees of Th- That's probably why I just explained the concept to you. It wasn't very fashionable back then. But I'm telling you, Royce was talking about uh, uh, h- how you get involved in this game. That was game. his first movie? And guess who brought him into the industry? Who hooked him up with it? Quincy
2: Jones. <laughs> Tupac told you about Quincy. Well, Quincy told on himself. Kevin Campbell told you about Quincy.
3: (laughs) I know somebody else who hung out with Quincy, but I ain't going to bring it up. Come on, man.
2: (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, Character, I see him in a struggle uh, that he's losing right now. So I gave him a seven in
3: character, not very high. I gave him a zero for character. He walked up and slapped the dude with an open hand. Okay, we all talked about what it meant or whatever. I'm just saying, in true character, any man I know, if it was that serious about his wife, and you walk, you like Roy said, you let me make contact with you. Hey, man, next thing you know, your jaw gonna be shwired, wired shut. You're gonna be like Will Smith just shat the shit on me.
2: <laughs> That's
3: just how it's gonna be, man. Come on, man, zero. Uh,
2: authenticity. Uh, I, I, he's sitting up there talking about God, but promoting satanic values I give him a five in authenticity probably should have gave him a zero but I gave him a five
3: don't worry about it big bro I gave him a zero for you <laughs> I gave him a zero for authenticity because Jason what this right here is this this is a classic case of misguided aggression classic case he took all of this aggression out on Chris Rock he should have been taking that aggression out on that little young Thundercat Augusta Cena Okay? Okay? That's who he should have been. He should have walked up and slapped him. And then not only did he slap Chris, then he gonna go back to his seat and then heckle him. Talk about, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. Now he should have told Augusta Selena, keep your thing out of my wife's effing mouth. That's what he should have done.
2: Misguided aggression, bro. Uh, Pretty good. Uh, It factor... He's probably the biggest star in Hollywood, uh, so I, gotta, you know, I think he gets paid the most, and his movies do well. Uh, he just won the Best Actor award for King Richard, so I'm going to give him a 23 in It Factor. He still got it. I give him a zero, because you
3: know what this is all about. You know what it is. You know what happened. You know what it is that Jada reached the cross. You know Will was laughing at first. You know what Jada said to him. You know what she said to him. You know what Tupac would have done if he was here and he said that about me? (laughs) Let me see that clip, Chris. What would Tupac have done? Tupac would have walked straight up on him. Oh,
2: that's a reenactment of a scene at the MGM.
3: Bottom line, you know what Tupac would have done. That's what this is all about. That's what made him go up there, man. Will still can't live up to
2: Tupac, man. Mm, mm. All right, so you gave him a zero on it factor. You got him at a dumpster fire at a 25. I've got Will Smith still candle lit at 60. Uh, we'll see how that plays Let out. Let
3: me ask you a quick question. Do you remember Jada Smith and uh, Jason Lurie? Yes. yes. She put in that work, didn't she? <laughs> Just saying. You got you to gotta give credit where credit's due.
2: <laughs> all right, that's it, and that's all for us. We'll see you tomorrow.
6: We are living, get back, we are receiving all when We all wanna be free We want freedom I I I just want, I wanna be I just want, I wanna be I just want, I wanna be I just want